Hello, and welcome to Tribal Council, a show in which two brothers who had never seen Survivor before start from the very beginning, have flashed forward to present day Survivor, and are back in season 13. I'm Patrick. And I'm Chris, and this week we're going to talk about the first two episodes of season 13. But before that, I owe you your reward for winning fantasy for Survivor 43, drop the four, keep the three. And so I have a song for you. I'm very excited for this. I had forgotten about it, uh, but I am stoked. Yeah, uh, I, I tried practicing it this morning a couple times, but the lyrics go kind of fast, so it's fully possible I'm going to mess it up because I'm just going to do it with the music playing. So, um, okay, yeah. So here we go. Can you hear the song? It has a long intro. Oh, okay, gotcha. This is, uh... Why did you do this to yourself? This is a lot of songs. Lindsay Carmine, Ellie Scott, Owen Knight make up the lot, Noel Lambert, Jesse Lopez, Carla Cruz Godoy, Casty Clark, Neka Jiri, Justin Brennan, Coco Vesey, Mariah Young, Alec Gabler, Sammy Lyodor. None of that is about me. Oh, not much of it is. Janine Zane, Baca, Gio Bustamante, James Jones played Survivor with Cody Asenmacher. Ryan Madrano, Dwight Moore, the winner was a four. Patrick called it. He destroyed me, drafted the best winner. Patrick won Survivor. He was always winning since Cody's Asher with it. Patrick won Survivor. No, he didn't lose it. He knows how to choose it. He won the game, picked the best. He's better, got that off my chest. He knows the game and how to draft Survivor Pro. Kayla Oliver, what a husband father. He loves to play board games, in case you didn't know. Challenge, reward, fire building to earn third immunities. Hidden idols, be a rat or be snaky. Last grasp, knowledge is power. Each episode lasts an hour. Drop the four, keep the three. Get that money, baby. Patrick won Survivor. He was always winning since Cody's Asher living. Patrick won Survivor. No, he didn't lose it. He knows how to choose it. And I didn't do the rest of the song because there's another two and a half minutes of that song. And that was going to be too much. That is a lot of song. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So not much of it was about you. It was mostly just listing off things about Survivor 43. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I'll take that. Uh, uh, yeah, that was very impressive. Good job. That was a. W- can I ask why that song? Um. No reason. I just was like, okay, I have to do a song. And the first song that popped into my head was that one. Oh, okay. And you... I was like, I can fit a lot of lyrics in here. And so I just made a list of all of the contestant names, tribe names. And then I put numbers next to all of them of consonants for them. Like, or not consonants. Uh, syllables. Syllables. And then looked up the lyrics from We Didn't Start a Fire with the syllables per line there. And then just tried to like fill in the pieces while trying to fit the rhyme scheme kind of i had to mess with people's names to fit it a couple of times yeah you did a you did a pretty impressive job rhyming that together i'm impressed yeah 
So all, all 18 contestants were listed. I was testing it this morning and realized I put Dwight Moore in there twice. Uh, and so I changed up a couple words to make that work out. But yeah, the three tribes are mentioned, all the contestants, first and last names, I think, except for Gabler. I just called Alec Gabler. I, uh, yeah, damn, that's impressive. Uh, wow. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. You're welcome. Man, it feels good to be the reigning champ, you know? Yeah. Another thing before we talk about season 13 is I saw a tweet from somebody, the Survivor Diversity Campaign on Twitter, um, who talked about how in the old seasons, which we're going to be talking about now, they had the DVDs with six people on the cover, which you've quizzed me on before of like trying to figure out who they are. Yeah. And so they did a mock-up of season 41 and season 42 and asked what people who people thought should be on 43. So I don't have a 43 answer for you, but for 41 and 42, this Twitter account did a mock-up. And so I'm going to flip it on you and make you guess who you think is on their DVD cover of season 41. Yes. So not who CBS would say, but who Survivor Diversity Campaign would say. Yeah. I think it's a decent set. Erica, Ricard, Shan. Yes, yes, yes. Xander. Yes. Um, Danny and Desi. Uh, no and no. Deshaun and okay. Evie. Oh, okay. Uh, then what about I think 40- Danny was a bigger character than Deshaun, <clears throat> but that's fair. Deshaun placed better. He placed second. Yeah. Uh, and, what about, and Desi, I feel like are. Yeah. Okay. What about 42? Uh, Marianne, definitely, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, Omer. Mm-hmm. Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, in both of these, I'm trying to do three men and three women, but maybe I shouldn't be doing that. Uh, Jonathan, nope. Ooh, there was a commenter to the tweet though that was like, uh, Jonathan, if this was CBS, Jonathan would definitely be on the cover. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, huh. Uh, did they put Romeo? Nope. Okay, I'm trying to think of. Is there is there a third man or is it all women? Oh, there's a third man and then uh, two women. Uh Lindsay? Yeah. Tori? Uh no. Uh the Drea. Other, Drea and then oh, High. Oh, 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 High makes a lot of sense. Uh I said Desi for 41. Desi was not in 41. Desi was in the challenge. I was thinking Drea, but I got the name wrong. That's my apologies. I should not have said Desi for 41. Um, gotcha. I heard you say that and I was like, I don't remember who Desi is, but I often don't remember who people are. So I just ignored it. I think that I was, I, cause I knew that Drea was in 42. I think that maybe I was conflating, uh, Liana. Mm. Yeah. 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 Um, but I really liked Desi in the challenge. Like if this existed for the challenge, I would have like Desi would be on there and both season 41 and the challenge feel like forever ago in my mind. And so I have mixed up those cats because Shane was also on both. Yeah. Who do you think should um, go on it for season 43? Um, Babler, I guess he has to be on it. Uh, Jesse, Carla, Cody, Owen. Yeah, but that's four men. Yeah, I don't know if so Cody would make it actually. I feel like Owen would make it over Cody. But like, in, especially in the first half of the season, Cody was like the character. Yeah, that's true. I feel like they would. If this was CBS doing it, I think they would put Noel on there. Yeah, I can definitely see Noel being on there. Um, and I think CBS would maybe put. Oh, I think they would put Ellie on. 
Maybe, but that's such an early. Yeah, but so was Evie. Uh, but it also is like, I think that they would frame it as Gabler is the story of the season, even though we didn't feel like that watching it. I think that that would be more of the like. Yeah, but Evie was like at least on the jury. Like a f- few people in on the jury. Ellie didn't even get to the jury. Yeah, that's true. Arguably, she didn't even get to the merge. I guess maybe not arguably. She did not get to the merge. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. But um. yeah, because those seasons won't be released on DVD, I would imagine. And so I thought that would be a nice way to talk about their DVD covers. Yeah. But we're here to talk about season 13. Episode. No, we're not. Not yet. We have to rank season 43 in our ranking. Oh, and then we'll true. talk about season 13. So Chris and I have talked about this a little bit off mic because, by the way, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year to all of you. Uh, whatever holiday you may be celebrating around this time. Um, but Chris and I just saw each other in person for a while and did not record a podcast because we were busy hanging out with our family. Um, but uh, we talked briefly about how I don't want to put currently we have just looking at the new era stuff 42 above 41 I think that I would put 43 between those two Chris I believe said that you would put 43 above 42 yeah but I'm okay with putting it in between them and so I think though if we're gonna put them in between them we should put it close to 42 because currently between 42 and 41 we have Marquesas, All-Stars, and Australian Outback. Yeah, I feel like, though, if we're talking, like, rewatchability, like, which season would I rather, would prefer to go watch again, I would maybe put it between All-Stars and Australia. I think I would rather watch 43 than All-Stars. Yeah? Oh, but All-Stars is all about love. Just watching that budding romance. Uh, Yeah, but, like... Maybe 43 is two, and we just don't know yet where the romance came from. <laughs> okay, we can put it Owen there. and Cassidy are like besties on on social media. That's fun. Uh, so under Marquesas above All Stars, is that what we're saying? Yeah, yeah. So that ranks at seventh for us. Um, out of the first 15 seasons that we've watched, which I'm not going to list them all off because we're going to continue to do this, and it's going to probably get annoying to hear them all listed every time. So maybe we'll just yeah. like, yeah, so. Um, um, I will say with that, uh, I did listen to, um, Rob has a podcast, did an episode called a, uh, they rewatched all of season 43 and did an all oops, all Gabler rewatch trying to be like, were we just blind this whole time or was the editing actually bad and kind of came and like, they talked through like each episode of like what they were talking about with Gabler and stuff. And they kind of came to the conclusion of like, yeah, no, the audience did a bad job and wrote this off because they actually did a pretty good job of showing like what exactly Gabler did. He defined his strategy the entire time. He said he was hiding in plain sight and we were all like, nah, you're an idiot. But in fact, he was actually hiding in plain sight. Uh, like it, it was very much actually hiding in plain sight. And I was like, yeah, even in that episode when we talked about it, I said, like, the editors aren't naming this episode after what Gabler said, obviously. They're naming it after the funny advantage that was hidden in plain sight. But maybe they were actually talking about Gabler and that Gabler was hiding in plain sight and they were trying to clue us into Gabler the whole time and we just ignored it. Uh, So, yeah, 
Anyway, well, that's let's good. go 30 seasons previous. Yeah. This uh, The first episode of the season is called I Can Forgive Her, But I Don't Have To Because She Screwed With My Chickens. It's the longest episode. First, it's the longest episode one title of all 43 seasons so far. Oh, I'm pretty. Oh, I also think I read that it is the longest episode title ever. Oh, that might be. I went through and just looked at the first episode uh, title of all the seasons, but I would believe it that it would be the longest ever. Um, and I, I think that record still stands also like gotcha. not just up up through season 13 yeah, yeah. but like including up to now yeah um yeah so this is a season in cook islands where it starts off with 20 people um four tribes of five where the tribes are split to be an asian american tribe a caucasian tribe a latino tribe and an african-american tribe um which seems like a wild concept because it's like, hey, let's have all the races fight each other or some yeah, of the races fight a, each other. Uh, they the nice, do talk a little bit on this episode about how this is a wild concept. The, like one of the them nice things with it is it gives us a lot of diversity for the season, which we don't get from these early seasons. And so we have like 15 out of our 20 tribe members here for the season are like people of color which is cool um but yeah they do talk about it and they talk about it with each other a little bit or in confessionals specifically the asian american tribe um jenny talks about how yes they're all like asian americans but asia is full of like so many wildly different cultures that it's like they don't necessarily feel connected because they're from all over and so it's kind of a weird thing to just like lump them together yeah, they uh, I knew going into this that this was the like conceit of the season. I was, I guess, kind of impressed by the editors because, like, uh, I thought it was cool that the players kind of clearly were like, This is a this is weird that we're doing this, and that like it seems like a strange thing. And they said that in their confessionals, and the editors actually like including like maybe we shouldn't be doing this was mm. uh good now they also coupled that with like it's a social experiment um but i very much i was surprised that they acknowledged like maybe this is problematic yeah um yeah and so they start off just on a big boat together and jeff says they've got two minutes to salvage stuff from the boat which includes like chickens, slings, firewood, bananas, fish traps, lanterns, stuff like that, and then hop off the boat and get to shore. Um, so some of them do get chickens, which is cool to start off with that. Um, I kind of have all my notes separated just by like the four different tribes. We get like a little bit of time with each tribe before the challenge and then just with the losing tribe for after that. Um, so the... Um, I too tribe. Wait, yeah. Yeah. They do a weird thing where all of these tribes actually have longer names and they're all abbreviated every time they talk about them. So it's yeah, so the, the I too talkie tribe that they just call I too. Yeah. The four tribes are named after different islands from the Cook Islands. So there's Puka Puka, I too talkie, Rarotonga, and Manihiki. Um, but they all just use like half of that name basically. Um, yeah, uh, so the I2 tribe is the Latino tribe. Uh, one of the 
people there says that this feels kind of ass backwards. His ancestors paddled away from an island from the Dominican Republic, and now they're paddling towards an island. Uh, I think it was Billy that said that. At the time, yeah. I had like mislabeled what tribe that was, and I thought it was Billy was from the Caucasian tribe, and I was like, wait, but he's from the Dominican Republic. Like, did they not have enough white people to cast for like this? What is happening? And then I realized <laughs> my mistake. Um, Billy is a big heavy metal fan. Um, not like, you know, one that like, not like a wind turbine, but he's a fan of heavy metal music. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, do you think you get along with, uh, Gabler and Ellie? Not Ellie. Cause she just like, didn't actually, well, I think not, neither of them. Didn't we learn that neither of them was actually that big into heavy metal? They were both just faking it. Oh, yeah. That might be true. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Billy says that he knows how to build shelter in a toilet. Um, Ozzy takes over to help build the shelter because Billy's doing stuff wrong. Um, Ozzy climbs up a tree to get some coconuts. And that's mostly all the notes I have there. Ozzy, so this season does have, I think, a few big names that we've heard a lot. So, like, we don't know that many spoilers, but we know some people's names and stuff like that. And, um, some of those people we know because they're in like multiple seasons, which means that like they might be winners and stuff, but we're not sure. So like Ozzy is one for sure that I know like lots of people really like Ozzy. Um, and then Parvati is another one that I think people like Parvati a lot. She's on the Caucasian tribe. Yeah. I have heard before watching this at all. I had heard of uh, Candace from Rero tribe. I had heard of Cowboy. I had heard of Yol. I had heard of Parvati. I had heard of Ozzy. I had heard of Jonathan. That's six people out of these 20 that I have heard of, which is much higher than any previous season. Yeah. And, so we, and it also is fascinating because I'm like, in earlier seasons when I had heard of someone, I'm like, yeah, they're going to be like in the final episode. Uh, like that's how I thought about, I knew about like Sari from Panama. But that didn't, that isn't what happened with Boston Rock. He didn't even make it to the that, merge. That's true. That is not what happened with Mustin Rob. No, he made the merge. He did not make the jury. But oh yeah, okay. Uh but I am like with six people that I recognize, I the they probably all come back at some point, but like I don't know what that means. They could just like this person for whatever reason. I don't know. I'm I'm very intrigued because I really have no idea who's gonna win this. I will Except say that Chris told me. Yeah, that... I told Patrick off mic. I was like, I got the winner spoiled for me because I was watching an episode and I saw a contestant that was attractive in a way that I knew a friend of mine would find very, a particular friend of mine would find attractive. And so I looked up a picture of this contestant to show to my friend. And in looking up the picture, I saw that they were the winner. And so what Patrick knows is that there's a contestant this season that a friend of mine would find attractive, a particular friend of mine would find attractive, and that's all he knows. So I tried to tell him this as like detailless, genderless as possible, just that there's some hottie in this group that maybe not, I didn't think to show it to like anybody. It was a it was like particular person. I was like, right. like at first I was like, oh, so it's a conventionally attractive person. And then I was like, well, but Chris thought about it for one specific person. So maybe maybe they're not necessarily like conventionally attractive, but they have something about them that this friend would like. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, I I'm guessing it is one of the six people that I listed, but I don't, I don't know. 
maybe it's uh same with Marquesas where like I had never heard of Asepia before, but she ended up winning, even though I had heard of Boston Rob. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, so this whole season I do know who the winner is, and so I'll try to ignore that. Or maybe I'll just plain forget because I do that a lot with the stuff when we talk about survivor things. So who knows? Um yeah, so that was that. That is also that is also true. I need the listeners to know that we talked about this a little bit over Christmas, and Chris said that he, uh, even though we talk about it every week, and he edits our podcast for us, so he also listens back to it. He forgets so much about Survivor that he couldn't even say who all of the winners were of Survivor, and that was mind-boggling to me. Yeah, <laughs> because uh, we apparently our memories just work very differently, but um. Yeah. Uh huh. So Chris might forget who wins the season by the end of the season. Yeah. Uh, so that's the I2 tribe. Now we have the Puka Puka tribe, which is the Asian American tribe, um, which features a character named Cowboy, which is spelled differently than like the American Cowboy. But the fact that his name is pronounced Cowboy is fantastic. He says that he's a refugee from uh, Vietnam, uh, from like the Vietnam War time his parents came to America, I think. Um, uh, this is where Jenny talks about how it's a mixture of cultures within their tribe because they're from different countries there. Um, and cowboy talks about how he doesn't really fit like the Asian stereotype. He's more of like a hippie sort of person. Um, we get some time where Brad has a headache. And so cowboy gives him this facial massage to pull the bad wind out of him, um, which basically involves a lot of like pinching together, like the skin between his eyebrows, like so much so that it leaves like a big red mark there that like lasts for a day, days, a long yeah, time, like a couple of days. Um, but it works. Like the headache goes away. He does it to Brad, and he does it. I think next episode to Jenny, maybe. Yeah, it's either Jenny or Becky. I don't remember which one it is. Um, yeah. So that's Puka Puka. We have the yeah. Hiki, uh, Hickey, Hiki, Hiki, I think Manahiki tribe, uh, which is the African American tribe. Um. They talk a little bit about how they have to prove a lot of stereotypes wrong, that they do swim. Um, they work on building a shelter. They're excited to find the water barrel. Um, they work on building a friction fire by just rubbing wood together. They are not successful, but they try. Um, they seem to like, of the four tribes, I guess maybe the Caucasian tribe also, but the African-American tribe, the, they seem to like mesh pretty well together, I felt like. Like they seem to like uh, kind of, at least yeah, that's in true, the first I showing think. of them, maybe. Yeah, we do see, I mean, later in this episode, we see like there's a bit of a male-female split going yeah. on. It was um, like when they first got to camp and they were like setting stuff up out, they like just seemed to be like kind of enjoying themselves. And I was like, oh, that's nice. They're all just like having a good time. Um, but yeah, we do get to see more from them as they lose the challenge in a little bit. Um, there is an interesting thing, I think. Uh, I guess, never mind. I'll let you talk about Raro, and then yeah. we'll talk about that. So the Rarotonga tribe is the Caucasian tribe. They've got some chickens, which uh, they hide under a crate that you can't see inside. And so Jessica goes up to pick up this crate to move it and doesn't realize that there's chickens under it. And they all go loose. And man, those chickens are fast. They run like really fast. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and Jonathan here says, I can forgive her, but I don't have to forgive her because she screwed with my chickens. That's the name of the episode um they snuggle to stay warm they create this big like spoon and spoon and spoon and spoon thing of like all five of them like cuddled up together in a cuddle puddle um and there's some talk of adam and candace being attracted to each other 
And then, how do you feel about these types of cuddle puddles? Let me clarify my question. I like move a lot when I am trying to fall asleep, trying to like find something that is comfortable. And I think that if I was in a position where I was just like, and now I cannot move at all, I would not never be able to sleep. And so, so then you would volunteer to be the like outside of the spoon. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. I think okay. it's also an entirely different situation where like they're like probably exhausted from uh like just physical labor and then also like not eating very much. And so and being freezing without like blankets and pillows and stuff. And so it's probably just like I don't know, completely different. And so maybe you would react re- react differently in that situation. Yeah. That's true. That's possible. Um we had to do... the sorry. Because yeah. we were just talking about the tribes. I think that there is an interesting dynamic that partly interesting because they don't really talk about it. Um of that there's four tribes of five and they did 10 men and 10 women. And that means that each tribe is unbalanced gender wise. Yeah. They're uh, all three twos. Yeah. They're all three two. Um, and so the, uh, the Hiki tribe and the uh, Rero, I think. Um, yes. Have three yeah. women. Have three women on them. And then the other two have three men on them. Um, which just like, Many, many seasons previous to this have ended up being like the men are together and the women are together or they vote together or or literally like the tribes are based on gender. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I was surprised that they were like kind of willing to do that, I guess. Um, and it does play in later in this episode, less so in the second episode that we watched. Um, but that becomes a thing. So just wanted yeah. to mention that that's interesting, I think. Um, yeah, so with the challenge, they have to race to assemble this boat out of puzzle pieces, paddle to retrieve a lit torch, and then complete some puzzles uh, to build a ladder and uh, like raise their flag. The first three tribes to do it get immunity in Flint. The first one to complete it gets also a fire-making kit with matches, kerosene, and kindling, um, and that there's going to be a twist after the challenge, which... I feel like I had completely, like I said, like once we finished talking about Survivor, I put it out of my mind. And so I completely forgot about Exile Island being a thing. And so I was like, ooh, twist. What's that going to be? And then when he said it, I was like, oh, yeah, obviously. Exile Island. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I was still surprised by it because I did not think that they would continue with Exile Island. mm. Like, is Exile Island just a permanent thing now? Because that was like part of the name of the previous season. Yeah, I think it's going to be because I feel like they do Exile Island. They do like Redemption Island eventually. Um, what was it called when they had people come back? Was that Redemption in season? That was the Outcast. Seven, the Outcast. Um, yeah, I feel like there's often other things. It sounds like from like other seasons I've heard about. Um, yeah, so we'll see. Um, I2 and Puka are pretty close throughout this challenge. Um, Raro really struggling with the puzzles. Um, Hiki was like way behind, but they come back okay, but then not quite enough and they lose. So they are last place. And the twist is that even though they are last, they get to pick a person from one of the other tribes to go to Exile Island for two nights um, where they will have a bag of water, machete, flint, pot, and a hidden immunity idol somewhere. Uh, they choose to send Jonathan because he's uh, one that got the chickens from the beginning from the boat. 
Um, and Jeff notes that it was interesting that the two men from Hiki are the ones that made the choice. Um, Nate, in referencing why he sent Jonathan, because Jonathan took the chickens, he said, karma's abyssal, which is a very like mid-2000s thing to say, I feel like. Yeah. Even then, it feels like a little bit dated for that time. Like, I feel like it was it was on the last legs of maybe saying things like bizzle or shizzle. Yeah, that's probably fair. Uh, yeah, that kind of is the beginning of this, like, gender divide in Hiki, where, like, Nate and Seiku are trying, like, kind of, like, taking a leadership role and telling the women what to do a little bit. And part of that is that they, like, step off the mat to go look at the other three tribes and choose Jonathan to go to Exile Island. And the women just are fine with them making that decision. Uh, and Jeff notes it here. But then when they go back to camp, the guys kind of realize that they are outnumbered and mm-hmm. that one of them can get voted off. And so they work to try to flip one of the women. Yeah, Steph- That's what they, they need to do. Yeah, they focus on Stephanie because they can tell that Sundra and Rebecca are kind of already like immediately allied together. I think mostly due to age and stephanie's a little bit older and so they're like okay maybe we can flip stephanie um turns out they cannot um we yeah, also get do a- this wild thing sorry they do this wild thing where they go to stephanie and they're like here's the deal you pick one of the men off you pick another one of the men off and then you're next you're like third on that totem pole but like if she flips and sides with the men the same is true yeah yeah it's not a great plan which i'm sure she realized but didn't have to say to them because she's like that's fine i'll just vote them off like no big deal right um we get a a little bit of time on exile island jonathan reads a clue to try to find the idol but has no luck finding it um we'll get more with that next episode um and so we go to tribal council um rebecca talks about how seiku stepped up as a leader and with that that's the only comment I have from that, just because Tribal Council doesn't usually have a whole lot to talk about. Uh, they vote, and Seiku has gone three to two, which has happened 31 times. We've seen it happen to Roger, Sean, Heidi, Burton, Rudy, Colby, Julie, Evie, Gio, and Seku. I uh, discovered that um, in some of these older seasons, uh, they have they like would post everyone's voting confessional online after the episode. Um, oh. what they said while they were voting. And so I have what everyone said while they voted for Seku or Sundra. Is any of it so, interesting? Uh, Stephanie, it, which was like the swing vote, says, mm-hmm. Seku, I'm really sorry. You're a great guy. This is just strategy. Uh, Nate against Sundra said, it's all love, girl. You're the weakest link, which does not feel like all love to me. Um, well, it was also the weakest link was the game show at that time period, too. Oh, well, that might explain why Sundra also said, you have a heart of gold and you're such a sweet, sweet man, but I think you may be our weakest link to win future challenges. Um, Rebecca also called Seku a sweet, sweet man. Uh, so, yeah. And Seku said weakest link. Four of them said weakest link in their confessionals, actually. Maybe, That's wild. I guess I don't remember, but maybe the idea of Reason. a weak link came up at Tribal Council, whether we saw it or it was edited out, and so that it was just on their minds. Yeah, that would make sense. It is odd that, sorry, three of them said weakest link, and two of the women called Seiku a sweet, sweet man. Um, but yeah, let's keep going. Dire strengths uh, and dead weights. Dire straits and dead weights. Yeah, or dead weight. Uh, yeah, we get some time with Hiki. They're struggling to get fire made, but Rebecca finally gets there because they got Flint from 
tribal council. Um, and they uh, know that they have to win to avoid going down to three. Uh, we get a lot of time with I2 before challenges, and then we get more time with them after. Um, they're spearfishing. Um, Christina talks about being a police officer and how she was shot and almost lost her arm. And so she wears the bullet that she was shot with around her neck. They build a chicken trap to try and catch chickens. Ozzy says, like, Christina has a plan for it, and Ozzy says it doesn't make sense. I thought her plan was a good one. And she, like, so Christina described this plan to catch the chickens of laying a net out on the ground with ropes tied to it. And when the chicken runs over the net, they would yank it up and it would like grab the chicken up in this net, like we see happen in like cartoons all the time. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. That's great. Um, and then his plan was to lay the net. Uh, his was like to lay the net a little bit off the ground. And then when the chicken goes under it, lower the net onto the chicken, which is, shows that his end his ends up working like they do that but i think hers would have worked also i think ozzy was just like showboating here uh yeah i don't i don't know we never got to see the other one i know i like i still even having seen his i think hers sounds better but i don't know i'd have to test it out i need to get myself a chicken in a net yeah um they cook up a big feast of chicken and clams and fish they have a lot of food um uh some more with them on to day five man we just like fly through the days in these because they go 39 days that we're on like day five and only one person's been eliminated so far um one out of 20 yeah they're catching fish uh billy lounges on the boat to conserve energy uh where they talk about people getting frustrated that billy doesn't work very much he says billy talks about how his culture is metal more so than being hispanic like he identifies with the like heavy metal music group more as a culture than his Hispanic heritage, um, which is fair and why like just separating people based off of their like born race isn't maybe the best idea. Um, and then people are telling Billy to try not to feel so excluded that night. Billy's snoring. Ozzy talks about throwing the challenge to purposely vote him out, uh, which doesn't make any sense to me. Like I can understand it at certain times if you're like, I don't, it doesn't make sense to me because the idea of throwing the challenge to lose dead weight doesn't make sense. If you could win the challenge with that supposed dead weight, then it's not. So it's not dead weight. If you're still winning the challenge with that person. Right. I agree with that. I also think like, I think it's too cocky basically. Like you might lose eventually. And I would rather have that easy vote out when we're going to lose anyway, yep. rather than uh, purposely lose this and then maybe have to make a hard decision later. Especially with the numbers game of the tribes being so small, when we get to like merge time or tribes like coming together, if you're purposely losing somebody, so you're down to four instead of five and you merge with a tribe who hasn't lost yet and they still have five, it's like, okay, well then you're just going to get picked off. Like, you can't afford to lose people when tribes are this small. Right. Yeah. No, it was I agree just, with that. I, I think it stuck out to me a lot more because I know that Ozzy, I think a lot of Ozzy's like a famous player and I think he's revered by a lot of people. Like a lot of people like to want to play like Ozzy. I feel like we saw from a lot of the interviews for 41, 42 and 43. And so to see this so early, I was like, really? Like, obviously this isn't his whole like, survivor persona all in this one decision here but it just like stood out to me more because i was like i don't think this is a good idea yeah i mean to be fair we also saw like 
we both ended up falling in love with Sari and we see a lot of people want to play like Sari. And in one of her first episodes, she like says that she's afraid of leaves. Mm-hmm. So like people do change over the course of the season. Yeah, that is true. Um, Ozzy and JP trying to talk to Christine and Cecilia into throwing the challenge. Ozzy says we might as well cut our losses now and get along with the game. And I'm like, this was just that like quote there. I was like, cut your losses now. Like you haven't, you've played, you've done one challenge that you didn't lose. Like what losses are you cutting? Like it's so early, but I do wonder uh, if it's like, we don't want to like use our food and rations to like feed this other person, but they do show that they like have kind of a lot of food. Yeah. That doesn't seem to be a fear. Yeah. It is shocking to me. So it'll be interesting. I like, I'm very interested to watch. How that tribe or specifically how Ozzy plays out this season. Oh, we get some time with Puka. Uh, they are also trying to check or catch chickens. They're using a crate method where they like prop up one end of a crate, put some like bait, some food in there to get the chickens to go inside and then close the crate on them. And they successfully get two of them. I thought it wasn't going to work, but yeah, turns out maybe, much like this one, maybe worked. I just don't know shit about catching chickens. Um, we get some time with Yule and Becky bonding as they're both Koreans. Uh, or both Korean. I think that's probably the better way to say that. Yeah. Um, day five, Cowboy is doing some more headache uh, curing for Jenny. She asks him not to get the same red mark, but you know what? She gets it anyway. You can't cure a headache and not have the red mark. You just It's going to happen. They uh, Both Brad in the previous episode and Jenny now ask like, so when's this red mark going to go away? And he's like, when you're all better. And both of them are like, I really wish I didn't have this mark, but damn it my headache is gone yeah um so we get more with cowboy he's making some asian stereotypes or vietnamese jokes in a way to laugh at himself and the rest of them aren't really a fan of it because they're worried that like the show's being broadcast to millions of people and that they're gonna hear it and it will either like confirm those stereotypes or give other people like racist thoughts or feel like it's okay to make those jokes even if they are not vietnamese or asian or something like that um, and then we get some time with Raro. Uh, Jonathan returns to camp. He gets a big group hug. He's disappointed they they didn't do much around camp, and so he wants them to build a floor. Which, <laughs> with this Adam from this camp, is like we don't need a full floor. That's dumb. Isn't that dumb? Everybody and every like literally everybody's like, no, that sounds pretty good. Like I think that's going to be better. And he's like, yeah. no, this is a dumb idea, Jonathan. See, it's dumb, right? And he like does that to everybody, and they're like. Nah, I think it's going to be good, though. <laughs> and he just, like, is blind to it, and he can't see past the fact that, like, literally the rest of his tribe is like, no, we need a floor. It's going to make sleeping better. Um, And so they work on building a floor. Uh, Candace and Adam talk, because Adam's kind of annoyed by this, or is visibly annoyed, angry at this. Uh, Candace tells him to be careful not to make enemies. Um, and then we move on to day six where they we see some tree mail talking about collaborative thinking, moving as one. And we head to the immunity challenge where Jeff reads them a story about Captain Cook's expeditions into the islands. And then tied together, they have to go through an obstacle course to retrieve answer plaques and then use those to answer questions about the story that Jeff said. Um, I really yeah. liked this challenge uh, just because like I the past few seasons, they have not done... They used to do a challenge like this at like the final five or final six where he would like read them a story mm-hmm. and then they would have to go and answer questions and like do obstacles and stuff like that. We have not seen that. I guess we did see it in Panama, I think. But uh, 
I it's one of my favorites just because like uh testing like listening comprehension is another thing that you can challenge that's not just like physical prowess or balance or something like that yeah and so i thought that was very fun and i liked that it was done in a team environment also i thought that that was very interesting um, yeah um so we see jp jenny and adam sit out from those tribes because um hiki is down a person from voting out seku last week or last episode there is a battle that in i2 billy wants to sit out because he thinks that he will be a weak link and jp in an attempt to vote or in an attempt to uh throw the challenge is like no no no, no. i'm like i'm not feeling well i'm gonna sit out instead yeah yeah, Billy claims or says he's bad at memory, and so that's why he wants to sit out. Um, an interesting thing with this that we haven't seen, I don't think, in these other like story memory challenges is Jeff Reed tells them the story, but then before starting the obstacle course, they also have a book of the story written down if they want to like look through that and read through it to like double check. Um, I too is the only tribe that stops to look through the book because they want to make sure they heard it all correctly, which is really just them using that as an excuse i think ozzy mostly leading the charge here of trying to throw the challenge yeah or no i did think yeah yeah. sorry i did think that that was odd just because like sure maybe i won't remember every detail but across four of us on my tribe we could probably figure it out yeah we probably don't need to read it right it wasn't like i was surprised for something like this for a story when you have a group of people like this uh, if it was something of like memorize all of these like symbols I'm going to show you and then it's like okay here's another printout of them for you to look at and double check like that I would understand more but like a story right. that four people just heard like yeah I would just assume like okay if I miss a detail we had enough people on here like somebody's going to hear it correctly right um, Puka wins this challenge um, Raro gets second Hiki gets third um, Puka with the win also earns themselves two tarps as a reward um, and... There's a weird moment, though, where, like, yes, I think that what you just said is correct. But Raro complains, and Jeff says, well, actually, we looked at the tapes, and Puka and Raro tied until so they'll each get a tarp. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, yes, I forgot that happened. Uh, I'm, yeah, I was fine with that, because it was unclear, and I was like, ooh, did Raro just get screwed out of this? Because it's basically, like, they complete all of the answers and then have to shout, like, Jeff, check. And Puka and Raro like say that at basically the same time, and that's what the tape showed. Um, and so that's why they called it a tie. I I was a little bit like I it was definitely unclear, uh, like in what we saw. And I was like, I wonder if they have other things that they looked at that were more clear. Cause like at first I was like, I think because Jeff is kind of like by Puka when they call it, but he has to say he says, like, oh, you have to be on your mat, you have to be on your mat. And while he's like waiting for, for to get to the mat, Raro is like, "Hey, we're ready over here." I kind of think that Raro should have won, uh, but Jeff called it for Puka, and so they just gave it to both of them. But I, I don't know. Like, I I wish that we got to see more of what actually happened there. But they kind of it's not that important, and they kind of blow past it, and it's fine. But I was just like, "Huh," I kind of feel like Raro should have won. Yeah, I mean, I was glad that Raro got something out of it because that's what I thought when he announced it for Puka. I was like, did Raro just get screwed here? Because the winner is important because they get tarps. And from what we've heard from like Tyson's podcast, that tarps are like 
the one of the best rewards you can get on this show is it just helps with like yeah. so much with survival and everything. Um, Especially when Raro was just talking about building a floor for their shelter and stuff right. like they tarps would be very helpful for them right now. Um, I too, as the losing tribe gets to send somebody to exile Island, they send Yule. Um, and, uh, Raro says that they feel bad for I too. Billy says I'm next. The team of Raro says, we love you. And Billy looks at, is it Candace? Yes. Candace and says, I love you. Uh, which I, Pointing that out because that comes back big at Tribal Council. Um, we get some time at Exile Island, um, which I thought they show Yule getting to Exile Island. And it's just like this little land island thing offshore of another island. And he just has to fucking walk there. He has to like wade through water to get to this island is what it looked like. And I was like, man, that would be so annoying. Um, and he gets the clues for the idol. And digs and digs and digs and digs. And he fucking finds the hidden immunity idol already. Yeah. Um, and it says the last time he can use it is at final four. So it can get him to final three, which is cool. Um, and then we get to spend the rest of the episode with I2. Um, Christina's upset that they purposely lost. She says it's clear Ozzy is conniving and just out for himself. Billy talks to Christina and tells her that she's next once he is gone. And Christina says that she'll talk to Cece. Um, I thought it was interesting. There was something, this isn't that important, I don't think, but I just noted it that whenever Christina talks about Ozzy, she refers to him as Oscar, not Ozzy. Yes. But then she referred to Cecilia as Cece, even though nobody else has called her, referred to her as Cece. And so it was just an interesting thing there is where she'll call Cecilia by a nickname, but she's not calling Ozzy by a nickname. Huh, I did I noticed the Oscar thing. I did not notice the CC thing. That is because at first I was confused because I did not realize that Ozzy was short for Oscar. That's not what I typically think of. Uh and so yeah, she that is very odd. I don't know. Um we get some time with Christina talking to CC Cecilia where they're talking in like a mix of Spanish and English. Um and she asks if her and Cecilia have an alliance. Um, we get some, we get Billy referring to Christina. He says, my hand is a weak hand, but at least I got one queen, which I thought was a good line referring to Christina as the queen in his hand. Mm-hmm. Um, too bad he's gone after this episode. Cause that's a good line. Maybe we would have gotten some more from him. Uh, yeah. We go to tribal council. Billy says that Ozzy has emerged as the leader. Uh, Christina says he's not a leader, but he tries to take control. Ozzy doesn't think he's a leader, says he has knowledge on certain things, and their strongest thing is working together as a team. Um, Billy says that the loss has to do uh, with him and that they threw the challenge because of him. JP doesn't even fight it and says, yeah, it's important to get rid of him. Says he's annoyed that Billy is acting like the victim, which Billy is the victim here. So I don't know. I I did not like JP after this interaction. I Um, think that his point was like, Billy was not doing any work and he brought this on himself. Like yeah. He's not being attacked for something random. He is being targeted because he was not helping. And then Billy drops this bomb on us that he has fallen in love. And yeah. they're like, what? And he's like, I fell in love with Candace. It was love at first sight. And that was my prize for coming to the game. Um, Candace from the other tribe who said that, who was the one who said like, we love you coming from Raro, Raro, not her specifically. Um, and it was love at first fight. Jeff asks if he's sincere. Billy says he's dead serious. Um, yeah. 
Jeff says Candace from Railroad Tribe, which I am noting because that is a uh, oft quoted line that I did. I when I know noticed there was a Railroad Tribe, I knew it would be in this season, but I did not know this was the context of Candace from Railroad Tribe. Jeff is straight up mean here and is basically like, okay, like she's beautiful. You fell in love with her at first sight. Like, I can't remember how he says it, but it's something basically of like, what do you have to offer her or something like that? He's basically yeah, like, like, what do you saying she like, sees in you is yeah, what it was. Yeah. And I was like, damn, Jeff, chill. He says he just fell in love. Like, you don't have to be an ass. Um, but uh, we get some voting. And Billy gets voted out four to one, which has happened 44 times. Uh, we have seen it happen to Sean, Teresa, Sarah, Sheehan, Ted, Sean, Ethan, Jerry, Tom, Karen, Cindy, Ricard, Roxroy, Lindsay, NECA, James, Ryan, and Billy. Um, Billy you, voted. Does Carla not count because of the idol? Yeah. I expected you. Yeah, these okay. are just straight four one votes. No gotcha. idol cancellations. Um. Billy voted for Ozzy. I made a note that because this is an early season and we get a reunion, we better hear about this love in that reunion. Yeah. So with these voting confessionals, uh, Christina's is particularly good. Oh, I thought, um, or not like Billy's isn't a voting confessional. I like Billy's exit interview. Um, He said he's happy that as a metal guy, he got voted out by somebody named Ozzy, like Ozzy Osbourne, which was fun. Yeah, that is good. Um. You said Christina's uh, Christina was says, uh, Billy, I'm sorry. I know you're feeling sick. I think you're best off being at home. Good luck with your future. Now, I'll see what I can do about Candace. That's good. Which I like a lot. Um, Cecilia says, I told you why I voted for you. I hope you feel better. Uh, was he sick? Yeah, apparently he talked about being sick because oh. three of them talk about him being sick. Okay. Uh, we get a little preview for next week on which will be episode three, Flirting and Frustration. They show a tribe catching a big octopus. Uh, Parvati's going to use her flirting skills to help. Um, and Cowboy is being loud and annoying to his team. Um, next batch of episodes, we're going to watch four. Episodes three, four, five, and six. Flirting and Frustration, Ruling the Roost, Don't Cry Over Spilled Octopus, and Playing Voodoo. Um, but before we close out this episode, we should make some predictions. we got to pick a final three. Yeah. Which whew, I should have made, I should have noted down in my prediction like a week ago when I watched these episodes. Uh, I have mine. So we've had this before where I know who the winner is, but I should, yeah, so I need to blank that from my memory and pick three, ignoring that fact. Uh, yeah, that's kind of what I did when I knew that, like, I knew about Sari not winning, but getting pretty far. And I, I mean, she ended up not being in the final three, actually. Um, but I I think at times I chose her, at times I didn't, depending on, like, if that made sense at the time. Because I just knew that she would got very, pretty far. But, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I don't... I feel like you should not tell me what you're doing. Because then I don't know if you're making a real guess or if it is a I'm blocking this person out guess. Okay. Either way, I'll go first because I have my three. I'm going to do three people that I have heard of before i think all from three different tribes i'm gonna say ozzy parvati and yul okay i'm gonna say rebecca candace ozzy uh i also appreciate sure i just said parvati when i actually think it's parvati parvati okay 
I'm pr- yeah, I'm I'm not positive, but I'm pretty sure it's Parvati. Okay. One of my goals in watching through season 13 is figuring out how the fuck to pronounce her name. Um, because I don't know. Um, all right, we should try to predict who we think is going to get eliminated next. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to guess Cowboy. Oh, that's a great guess. Even though they showed um, that a lot in the preview, so it might not be quite early enough that he's going to go, but that's my guess. I'm going to guess Jessica on Raro. Yeah. Um, okay. Do you... So next week, we're going to watch four episodes. Week after that, we're going to watch four episodes. Week after that, we're going to watch three episodes and then three episodes. So four, four, three, three uh, to get through season 13 before we move on to 14. Patrick, do you have anything to plug this week? Uh, sure do. Um, I'm going to plug Lego or sorry, Lego bricks. Uh, Kayla got me a set for Christmas. Um, I also, before that had, uh, our mom gets us the new, like Christmas village Lego set every year. Uh, and I put that together. Legos are fun. I'm plugging Lego. I feel like. You remember the old 90s? You might not remember this. There's a 90s commercial for Ego frozen waffles that was Lego My Ego. I do remember that. Yes. They got to do a collab because I feel like a waffle already is kind of Lego like in like the holes in it. But there's got to be like a Lego My Ego Lego set or something. Uh, a cool. It does look like. Oh, yeah. There was maybe some Lego it, to waffles. Yes, it looks like they were Lego shaped waffles made. By How does Ego. it not say real big on there, like Lego my ego? Uh, I don't know. That's a great question. I think it. Yeah, they weren't innovating products back in the '90s so as often. I feel like nowadays it's like they're constantly doing like new things. But back in the '90s, it was just like same old shit, just a different slogan. Yeah, is um making the egos Lego shaped not innovative enough for you? No, it is. That just didn't happen until like 2016 or something. I feel like I just saw. Oh, that might be true. It was back in like it just took a while before they started innovating products. It was like Mountain Dew. Yeah, you'll drink the same Mountain Dew forever. We'll just say do the do, and you'll be like, oh, you know what? I am going to start drinking more Mountain Dew. And then like the 2000s roll around, and they're like, do you want 30 different flavors of Mountain Dew? Because we got them. I'm pretty sure that 30 flavors of Mountain Dew all came out in like 2021. There was was like all at once. Well, there was, they started slow. Like in the early 2000s, there was Code Red Mountain Dew and then there was Livewire and Baja Blast. That's fair. But then like shit's gotten wild in the Mountain Dew world. Yeah. They've got. Hey, Chris, do you have anything to plug? They've got hard Mountain Dew seltzer. Or like you can get like hard Baja Blast. It's 5% alcohol. I mean, I can just freeze some Baja Blast if I want. Steve had some. He said it made his stomach hurt. Um, I'm gonna plug. About right. <laughs> it is sugar free though, so like that's good. Uh, I'm gonna plug Knives Out and Glass Onion, a Knives Out story saga mystery. mystery. I think uh, people probably don't need to hear this because they're probably aware of it. But Glass Onion was just released uh, like Christmas Eve, day before that, um, on Netflix. It is the second movie in the Knives Out franchise. Knives Out being the first movie. They're both murder mysteries with um, Daniel Craig as like the detective who's solving them and figuring out. And they're just really fun, like star-studded cast. They're both like cast of like 10 or so like big celebrities, um, all just like 
interacting, having a great time on camera and trying to solve a mystery. And they're both well done mysteries that like you're watching and trying to figure it all, figure it out as it goes. They're really funny. Fantastic. Love them both. Highly recommended. Uh, Glass Onion is definitely on Netflix. I would guess Knives Out is probably also on Netflix since they got Glass Onion on there too. Uh, yeah, yeah, they are excellent. Uh, this The newest one has uh, Daniel Craig, Leslie Odom Jr., Kate Hudson, Catherine Hahn, uh, Janelle Monet. Um, e- excellent, excellent cast. It's Hugh Grant Edward has a Norton. nice cameo in it. Yeah. Uh, oh, um, so does the cameos. Angela Stephen Lansbury Sa- and Stephen Sondheim yeah. have cameos. Their uh, last movies before they died, fun yeah. fact, is Glass Onion. So, uh, all right, cool. Um, well, for oh, if you want to like tell us about whether you prefer your onions glass or not, you can email us at tribalcouncilpodcast at gmail.com or tweet at us at tribalcouncil20. And for this week of Tribal Council, this is Chris signing off. This is Patrick. And the tribe has spoken. Happy New Patrick Year. Trick started the fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Patrick won Survivor. He was always winning since Cody's ass showed living. Patrick won Survivor. No, he didn't lose it. He knows how to choose it. Oh, yeah.